called it the closest we'll ever come to watching two cats fight. Johnson versus Dodgson on UFC on Fox 6 was last night. We've got UFC 156 coming up, which means it's time for your weekly installments lately of Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage. With me as always, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you doing today? Great. Shut up. we got to keep moving. We've got so much stuff to get through today. You guys should see the Google Doc surrounding this show. It's uh, two whole pages, which either means we're just caring more or we have a lot to talk about. But either way, I'm, uh, I'm wasting time, so you are ready to get started. Uh, we're going to start with a new segment that we're pretty excited about called This Day in History. We're recording Ooh. this podcast on uh, January 27th of 2013, and in 1999, on January 27th, Raph, do you have any idea what happened? Uh, no. I, I yeah. Don't. I can't imagine many people will. Uh, Naoya Umutatsu wins <laughs> over Mamoru Okuchiki via TKO punches in 1 minute 22 seconds into the second round. That event was the Shudo Shooter's Soul. What? I don't know what that means. It's the Shudo Shooter's Soul on January twenty seventh of nineteen ninety nine. It sounds like it was a great fight, but uh, what it was in a the big name night of for all Japanese anime. Are you talking about? Naoya this sounds like the Oyamatsu. weirdest thing in the entire world. And and to me, if we are doing this segment as a recurring segment, yeah, I'm all in favor of it. Especially if you have to find the names of fighters you cannot pronounce. Well, mission accomplished on uh, this first round. Well I, when I saw it, I was just like, oh, what a nightmare. That's really the best MMA moment I can find for January 27th of 1999. <laughs> and it was. I just like the Shudo Shooters. It's Shooters like has an apostrophe S as though it's a mm-hmm. uh, like, reflection of the Shudo Shooter's soul, which I like. Right. And it's it, possessive because it is that Shudo Shooter's yeah. soul. So thus, you are seeing what is inside of them in fighting form. Either way, it sounds like it was a barn burner of a fight. TKO stopped via punches uh, into the second round. So we mentioned this last week. Big, big reveal for us. We want to do something special. You know, Tough started this week, the Ultimate Fighter House. People are living there. Uh, we got to see the first episode. You, Raph was watching live and live tweeting it, which was pretty fun. Yep. Um, you also got my jiu-jitsu instructor, Andrew Correa, was also doing some live tweeting, which is helpful. Because his is yeah, half... Half MMA referee, half just uh, sarcastic remarks, which is always a good combination. I mean, honestly, though, that is the type of human being I get along with most. Like, I know something about one thing, and I'm going to tell you a specialized version of it. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's very insightful. Oh, yeah, and also this guy's a dick. Hey, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, he's also becoming our de facto MMA referee. Uh, We tweeted him some questions during the the fight last night, which is helpful. So you've put together something particularly special. We talked about a one-minute review of The Ultimate Fighter. We're going to try and do this every week because, you know, it's a busy life. People don't always have time, and we're being proactive about this. And the other thing is, is that, like, most people talk about the convention of The Ultimate Fighter and that it's long in the tooth. It's been on for quite a bit. Like, Chael was saying it's been on for eight years. I totally forgot it's been that long because they've had more than eight years of seasons. They've had, like, 14 seasons or something like that now? They they churn them out every two or three months. Yeah, so the idea is that because of all those conventions on the show, we thought you can essentially boil down a 60-minute program into one minute. And then guess what the UFC decided to do? They decided to make it a two-hour premiere. 
<laughs> so I that said, did make me laugh when it, I when said, it came I out. It was two hours. two hours of the first episode in one minute. Can I do it in two? Possibly. Well, there's so. really only one way to find out. I guess that is true. Now, I would like to issue a warning. This is the two-minute review of the Ultimate Fighter. Brace yourself, and here we go. Chael Sonnen goes through a door. Talking Heads suddenly filmed in Super HD. John Jones is there, too. Dana gives us the first lecture of sacrifice to a montage of hardships and takedowns. Fighters then stare into the cameras as if they're about to ask you to donate for a telethon. I am the next Ultimate Fighter, is said in Spartacus-like fashion. Oh no, shitty hotels. Guess they couldn't get the family rate. Dana says, bring your friends, family, and watch the fight. It'll be awkward. And great TV. And there's gonna be prizes. UFC contract, money, fame, glory, unless you're one of the ten other winners that no one else can name. Chael and John will fight at the end? Maybe. If they stay healthy. Chael and John also then cut the first of many shameless plugs. Chael, you mean to tell me you've never driven a Harley Davidson? They're great. BT dubs, John Jones, diva. Dana says, hello, fucking fighters. You fucking win. You get a fucking Harley Davidson. Put whatever the fuck you want in it. I don't fucking care. Lots of focus mitts then get hit. Knock, knock. Who's there? Fighters. Alaska football versus former fat guy. Fatty's got a good looking girlfriend and a win (laughs) into the house. I can't pay my bills. Goes down to one punch Cummings. Everyone gets hugs after though. Cowboy hat loses to more different Terry Crews. MMA comes natural to me. Has a loss come even more naturally to him. Compliments of a guy named Thor. Missing Conros loses to federal prison Clint Hester. John Jones recognizes a guy. Coaches him outside the octagon. Everyone's cool with it. Who knew girlfriends were so crazy into fighting? Fourth time's a charm for double fist Josh Salmon. And Chael's got a man crush. Nine to two divorced. Hilarious to Dana White. Tough divorce dad, not tough enough to get past bail bondsman. Loses in front of kids, guaranteed therapy for all parties involved. Jiu-jitsu guy beats straight out of Stockton. Jamaica man, have no confidence, but gives worst Father's Day present ever to opponent. More different peel from Key and Peel beats take my last dollar guy. Mama's boy loses to lanky Doctor Who. Marijuana grow house gets past the guy who played death in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Dick gets the best out of Red Hooded Jasper. Pick teams, coin toss, Sonnen wins. Lanky Doctor Who first pick. John's takes federal prison first. Wildcard bitches, fight your heart out, Dana says. Everybody make a list. Next week, Lanky Doctor Who takes on more different peel. Anyone got a stepladder? Sonnen ends with, when I take control, I don't give it back. Unless it's to Anderson Silva in the fifth round of a fight. This season on The Ultimate Fighter, John Jones uses macho man voice. And Shail Sonnen rhymes a lot. And I'm spent. Two minutes, 11 seconds. A personal Whoa, best. Shit. Okay, now, in my defense... <laughs> My defense. Uh, that was the premiere episode, so I yeah. think I could actually hit one minute on these other episodes. God damn. Agreed. 105 and, you know, one minute, 05 seconds per first episode. There also was a lot to talk about. Uh, I liked the family thing. I liked having a uh, whole room filled with people. Was if- not a fan. Especially when you see the kids watch their dad lose. Like, yeah. Just, it, it was so ridiculously unnecessary and especially the kids that just go up to the dad and they're like it's okay you're still a hero dad <laughs> i'm so proud of you <laughs> yeah yeah things are no i it just there was more on the line and if you if you watch the ultimate fighter or don't it's a it's a brand new show the way they're producing yeah. it like the there was a lot of super hd moments but did you I'm, say uh, if you watch the ultimate fighter don't you what if you said if you watch the Ultimate Fighter, don't. It said, if, said you if you didn't. do or don't. Okay, L- lesson learned. Just watch the Ultimate Fighter this season. Way better 
than the past incarnations we've seen so far. It looks like FX really got behind them on this and allowed them, especially when you see those HD cameras and those talking heads, they look like Nike commercials. (laughs) They really... That's actually the best way to say it. They did look like uh, Nike, well-shot Nike commercials. Yeah. And there's also just part of me that's like they clearly invested in finding better fighters. I mean, yeah. that that's obvious, right? Like these are the best intro to the house ultimate fighter fights I've ever seen. Like this uh, – even the worst fight of that episode, of Tuesday's episode, was better than any of the major fights on last season. So yeah. They're uh, making really good changes, and and we like seeing that. I would like, well, thank you for that uh, unbelievable two minute eleven second review. You know, uh, I do what I can, and I'm more than happy to keep doing this. And I know the two of us are going to be happy to talk about the Ultimate Fighter because we're into it this year again. You also you boiled it down well. Just the uh, former fatty versus campaigns fails. It's uh, well, they did. There was a lot of narrative about the fighters. I guess is the yeah. Point. This is the worst part. Like uh, this is the worst part about doing that two minute review. Is you don't really get a lot of time to know people, so they literally just uh, when the producers see them, they're like, "Tell us the biggest thing about you." Like. What's the most interesting thing about you? I used to be fat. Great, fatty. <laughs> Let's run with it. I like. I used to be fat. I, I love when they push narratives against each other. Like when they put the like most well-adjusted person against the least <laughs> adjusted person, and it always makes for the most interesting thing because it's like I've got a great family. I love my family. It's great. Yeah, man. Shit's rough for me. I gotta win or I'm gonna die. Yeah, it, there is a good mix. It's like uh, I've been. Sleeping on my floor for almost 12 months, <laughs> paying my rent to my buddy just to live there. And then another kid's like, oh, you know, I just started fighting like six weeks ago. Uh, it seems like it's going really well so far. You know, obviously I'm uh, just living with my parents, enjoying life. And I yeah, think it's, it's so uh, weird, though, that mix. you had that one guy who's like, yeah, MMA comes just like natural to me. I don't really yeah. need to train. So like, oh, wait, is, oh, I'm out. Turns out he did actually need to train. He needs to work a little bit more on not getting choked out pretty easily. That's a helpful tool. That guy really did manhandle him. It was almost like the guy knew. I bet if you asked yeah. him, it's like, what were his, uh, what would you say the one thing you really need to work on? It's like, uh, well, he's he's going to have to start training because it's pretty <laughs> easy to boil down. There's uh, too much to talk about. So watch uh, The Ultimate Fighter. It gets a good review from us. Yep. What did and... you think of the fights last night? UFC on Fox 6. I I was a fan. You know, they the thing I like about this uh, relationship with Fox is that you can tell they're trying. Like it may not work the best, and believe me, we will talk about how it didn't work. But sound I, I appreciate the effort. Yeah, I mean the sound problems alone. How does that? How's that possible? I don't know. I, I honestly, at that level of a production scale, you think you have one person who knows the difference between a mute and a duck under. Who knows how to check the sound in between a commercial break? Yeah, uh, to hear that they're having sound issues at the United Center, it's like, well, they have a lot of experience putting on a lot of sports productions. So you really which, have to wonder what was going on there. I think you you are transitioning us very nicely to talking straight about the uh, the fights because it started off kind of awkward. So on Facebook, they had their first fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the very last minute of a three-round fight, it cut off on Facebook. Really? Yep. You didn't even get to see the end of it. 
Uh, I actually ended up having to see who won the fight via Twitter. Oh, it was crushing. And the worst part is, I was so enraged that when they cut to John Anik on the uh, FX broadcast, I didn't even know what he said. I was so like you know when you get in that like such angry thing that you block out anything yes. where anybody else is yeah saying? blind rage blind yeah. rage is where I was and I actually I reviewed it again today and I actually picked up what he was saying and I actually looked at him and I go oh he made words in my brain he was just like sorry we're dicks because we don't know how to use a stopwatch <laughs> yeah so start to finish production issues. Um, yeah, that's. I didn't know the third fight. I wasn't watching the Facebook prelims. I was yeah. trying to when the other ones started. So I was like, oh well. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was actually the first fight was uh, was good, and it's one of those fights that you would like to see the end result of it, um, just for the sake of being able to say like, oh yeah, I was invested in this. That's yeah. Cool. I saw Mitchell defeated Thorson via unanimous yep. decision. Uh, Natal over Sean Spencer, round three submission. Yep, that arm triangle that he got was pretty good. He was, for a high-level jiu-jitsu practitioner, it was weird because he was going kind of for, um, it looked like uh, some kind of uh, paintbrush uh, that he couldn't finish at all. So it was weird because Joe was even calling him back on it, and he was just like, dude, you got to finish. Like, you know what you're doing. You know better than this. And then yeah. he just transitioned into an arm triangle, and it was pretty good. Um, the most notable thing about Rafael, though, and by the way, amazing name. Obviously. Uh, Rafael had this one moment where he walked out to the crowd, and I guess he knew he wasn't going to get interviewed. So he just started cutting what I like to call his Diego Montoya promo. <laughs> because he's like, Hi, my name is Rafael I, I have a great body. A beautiful girlfriend. Uh, I love America. I'm from Brazil. Uh, just... And then they like cut away from him. And then they announce him as the winner of the fight when they come back from commercial. And he's like, and I'm still beautiful. And <laughs> have a girlfriend. You know his buddies have that on repeat now too. They've uh, YouTubed it and are putting together a nice sequence. But it made me think that I should just show up at places where they give me like a dubious honor. Like... Hey man, here's a participation award. Ah, oh, thank you. Oh, I was to say I have a hot body. Good girlfriend, hot girlfriend. <laughs> I I don't know if it's gonna go quite as well in your profession, but let me just state my full support in that plan. Thank you. I really want That's you to do that for. at the different the different things you might get participation trophies for. You never know. Sometimes if you attend something well enough, you know, showing up eighty percent of the battle. Yeah, like college. Yeah. Just uh, throw something at you at the end. You're set to That's go. That's true. <laughs> You're a doctor now. <laughs> yeah. Those aren't, those aren't hard to come by. <laughs> uh, say, Mike Rousseau probably does not have a PhD versus no. Sean Jordan. Jordan gets the win via TKO. Yes, and the worst part about this fight was uh, Russo, the hometown cop, uh, he had a great first round, but he allowed Jordan to get back in the game in the second round. Um, you could tell the cardio was starting to fatigue. Like, he basically was using up a lot of his energy to try and get him out. Uh, now, see, this is why I'm an awful human being. This gentleman is 256 pounds and has good cardio and isn't fighting in a cage, which I will never do. But I couldn't sure. stop thinking 
man, does he want a donut the entire time he's fighting? There's and a that's what a shitty human being. Yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know. See, and I so, go the other way. It's like there's not a little bit of you that wishes you had your taser right now. Just uh, really make a <laughs> statement on national television. I just also wanted to have him stop the other guy, you know, Jordan, during the fight and just be like, so what are you doing here? What, you want to tell me what's going on here? Get your ID on you? Yeah. Although I will say, uh, Jordan actually had what I like to call, and I, I want to start this as a segment, Tattoo of the Night. What uh, was with... it? I was I, I actually, there are some big nominees, because uh, yes. anytime Rampage fights, a Tattoo of the Night, it's, uh, it's a nomination battle. It's not an That's easy fair. win. But the reason why this one won, not just because it was patriotic, but it was super patriotic. It looked like it had Hacksaw Jim Duggan with a tiger posing in front of an American flag. Jesus. And I just said, like, that's that's pretty impressive. Like, he should win Tattoo of the Night. So that that's my uh, my designee for Tattoo of the Evening. Hard to argue with. Uh, that yep. sounds like an early nominee, but uh, yep. Rampage, God, Rampage has got some bad ones, too. <laughs> he does. And both Showtime and Cowboy both have their nicknames uh, adorned on their tattoo. There are many tattoos, which is always good. I wonder if it's like clothing where you just want to be like, oh, my name's Rampage, just in case you ever get that bad of a concussion. Well, for him, that's a, I didn't think about that. That's probably not a bad idea to have just their saying. names. Tattooed. If you're a fighter, it's like, I'd put mine on my forearm, though, just so I, I have, <laughs> like, that, the day's date, and <laughs> just whatever, just three, the concussion responses right on my forearm. I like that you're that. going to memento your way back to it. Oh, yeah, whatever it takes. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll just take a little portrait, find myself right back into that fight, because that's all that's standing between me and a successful fight career, getting past <laughs> the concussion test. Ryan Bader, speaking of concussion tests, Ryan Bader versus Vladimir Mutashenko. Yeah. I was not a, a giant fan of this fight, and yeah, nothing Yeah, because Bader against. ended it with a guillotine, which just, oh, let's everything against Mutashenko. Let's, uh, let's, let's Bader's take been on a slide. Here's what I'll say. With Bader, I thought it was nice that he got to redeem himself because he himself went out to a, a guillotine against Tito Ortiz. So, great. Yeah. Very happy for him. However, like, dude was 14 years older than Ryan Bader. So, Modest Yahoo is what I'm calling him. Uh, Modest Yahoo basically got caught in the very first seconds of it got a, a jab straight on the button and it was it was awkward i mean he's dazed i understand that but vader was essentially working for a guillotine and modest yahoo was just standing there modest yahoo thank you and the weirdest <laughs> part about it is is i re-looked at it uh because i did get into a debate with somebody on twitter and mind you they probably know what they're talking about i don't dispute that but i'll say this you can tell when a person is so old, they're incapable of moving in a way that is healthy for them. So when his leg was trapped, there are ways that he could have been transitioning, but he chose not to and instead leveraged himself up to be further in the choke. And then in the amount of time that he could have actually gotten out of it, allowed himself to get into half guard, which essentially sunk the choke. It was yeah, I, really awful to watch. That was the part that I was like, look basic jujitsu teaches you not to do exactly the three things you did right if someone right. even gets a remotely close guillotine there are some things you need to do to get out of it 
And it's a lot easier to do when there's not a gi involved and, you know, you can punch them. Like, there's, it's, uh, I, I actually, I put down in my notes, why half guard? I actually grabbed a notepad and wrote that down because, well, yeah. I had been drinking and I was pretty sure I was going to forget it. Uh, but okay. I agree with you. Weird. I, I was so infuriated, though, that I was like, of all ways to lose, I just felt like that wasn't. That didn't just feel like a win to me, but I don't know. Who cares? A win's a win in the UFC. I just felt shortchanged by the fight and saying, like, look, this is exactly the reason why nobody wants to see this. Yeah. Um, Before we get to the next fight, Stump versus Kross, not as German as it sounds, but pretty German. Uh, You want to do a Chael Sonnen check-in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to do a Chael Sonnen check-in. So they basically brought Chael Sonnen out with John Jones to talk about the Ultimate Fighter on FX. So great branding, really cool idea. Uh, and in this moment, you have Chael Sonnen essentially comparing himself as a fighter, mind you, after Joe Rogan asked him if he was worthy to actually be fighting for the title against John Jones. You have Chael Sonnen comparing himself as a fighter to Sean P. Diddy Combs. <laughs> Well, first of all, natural comparison. Of course. I don't think he's the first one to say. <laughs> uh, I think everybody says that, right? It's, um, yes, Chael, you are exactly to the fight game what Sean P. Diddy Combs is to rapping. That makes perfect sense. That's the I'm sure Dana White SAT particularly enjoyed that heard. comparison. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, and not only that, but uh, Chael... Uh, and I'm, I'm going to hashtag this because I want it to become a real thing. Chael psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. let's make that become a real thing. Uh, Chael psychology Chael was psychology. essentially then getting in two Justified mentions for the show Justified, uh, which was hysterical. So, like, he's not afraid to be this guy who promotes the show. And in a way, it's kind of refreshing. I have a theory those. about this. What's that? I think he's just the first fighter that can ever memorize the two or three things they need him to talk about. So they're just really going for it. Like, if you handed... <laughs> let's just use Rampage. If you handed Rampage Jackson a list, it was like, you need to talk about the show Justified, the Ultimate Fighter coming up, and that stupid P. Diddy thing we wrote for you that's uh, really a stretch. He yeah, would I'm end up talking about that. his love of the Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half <laughs> Men and then just being like, Hey, Team 2, it's coming! <laughs> and that yeah. would be it. He he definitely make some sort of weird reference to being like, Yeah, I miss Pride. <laughs> he does, he misses Pride a lot. No, I'm... It's a weird, like, thank you, Chael, for all of your work. Uh, he ended with uh, what looked like a, well, they did a nice WWE moment, as you as you so eloquently put it. Thank you. And the weirdest part about this is, even Joe Rogan kind of looked to, uh, <laughs> to John Jones and was kind of like, so do you guys like each other? And it was a weird thing, like, Joe Rogan wanted them to go to the prom together. It's like, are you guys friends? Do you like, get, how do you guys do you think about do him you sometimes? Like, do you like Chael? Do you like John? Well then go to prom together. It was just weird and then like the two of them have a stare down because every UFC promo ever has to have a stare down. And yeah. you could see they both want to smile because they're just like, This is stupid. So yeah, it had all the authenticity of a WWE event, except they couldn't hold their faces. Yeah, they're not quite as good at the uh, stories yet. Klaus outclasses Stump in a uh, a pretty solid 
decision, though. It was unanimous. Yeah, it was unanimous. I did like the fight, though. Yeah, I I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was... I I didn't think there was really all that weak a fight. Um, Clay Guida picks up a... Why is Clay Guida everyone's favorite fighter? They they just chant for him all the time. He picks up a split decision over Hatsu Hiyoki. Hot Soup? Yeah, I actually had some Hatsu Hiyoki, I think. It's number three <laughs> off of the Peking Village uh, where I order my Chinese food. I can't be sure. Uh, well played, but sir. My racial comments aside. Shut up, dude. <laughs> we just got to run with it. People know, if they are if they made it this far into the, the broadcast, I think they know. They're somewhat okay with my uh, yeah name racism. We're pretty it's, racist. It's like a... It's a latent form. But yeah, well you've already you you did the old Raphael earlier to add our our uh minority count that's one. That's different. So. I'm brown. Yeah. And my name's Raphael too. Thank you. <laughs> that's well, how it's the pronounced. Why the uh the Clay Guida thing was so interesting to me. It looked like he was doing a tribute to coach Ditka with his new mustache. But in actuality, he looked like a deranged and erratic Yanni. <laughs> So they added a new which dimension. Is, and, and That is a new dimension for him, which is, is tough to do. And to go a little bit more off what you were talking about, I think the reason why they liked him, and I wasn't a huge fan of this fight uh, for the main reason that it looks sloppy, and that's his thing. He fights with a lot of heart, but it's sometimes a great fight where it's just two people trading exchanges. But more recently, it just looks extremely sloppy. But you have to credit a guy who's just in there and just wants to fight. Even if, as Joe even put it, I guess, at one point, he's just kind of dancing around a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, not a ton more to say <laughs> yeah. about the fighters. No. I mean, it's just a fun fight, though. Yeah, we still like him. That's about as good a reason of as anyone. This uh, You put this note in here. I like this. Then they did a very nice, So that was an exciting little tribute to Matt Hughes. Mm-hmm. To uh, commemorate his retirement. We don't get a lot of those retirement videos. No. That'd be a kind of cool thing they should do every fight. I mean, it's not like they don't have a fighter retiring all the time. No. It'd be really funny if it was a guy that fought like three times. Like <laughs> Lesnar's retirement video would have been really solid. Him yelling about beer for two minutes of it. You know what? That's a great idea. Good. You always have the retirement package ready to go so that if a person's in their first fight and they fight super shitty, it's like, well, it's been a great one. Let's look at your journey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to get Sean Spencer out here one more time to take a curtain call. No, that, we're on to things. God, we're we just are. spitting hot fire in the ideas department. We just created uh, I new agree, jobs though. at UFC. Yeah, we do. We're just creating jobs until they hire us. Matt Hughes looked um, like he would have rather been at home staring at a cornfield. Uh, he just did not look stoked to be there. No, and, you know, again, on the racist side, uh, it just, like, the shot of it, there was just some, like, really cute black kids, like, right behind him. And at one point I was like, was he really pissed about where he got sat? Because I don't know his situation. I don't know what's happening here. That's the way the he shot does... looked like. Yeah, he does get uncomfortable sometimes. Um, it was a fun tribute. Yeah, and this is just Matt Hughes, the new VP of like uh, fighter relations. Yeah, um, something like that. We both concur. He could have dressed up for the occasion. Like he could have worn a jacket or something uh, to signify his executive status. It's true. And to be honest, you know, camouflage T-shirts are hard to match up with suit jackets. Very so, fair. That's a very fair reason for to not difficult, be wearing you know? a suit. 
Maybe you should talk to the Puff Daddy of Fighting, Chael Sonnen, and see if he has something in his closet. I am the Puff Daddy of Fighting. You can put that in writing, and it would be binding. I, I don't know. No, that's about what he does. God, it's he just loves to rhyme. People are going to get drunk if they listen to our Ultimate Fighter drinking game. It's true. Um, Matt Wyman becomes not so handsome after a wicked elbow to the temple. He got (laughs) just, uh, he got helloed by a few elbows, actually, as it ended. But yeah, Wyman goes uh, down. The best analogy I heard there was saying... uh, it's essentially when you hit somebody on the temple like that with your elbow, you can essentially make a light switch go off, and that's what it looked like. Yeah, that's uh, that is exactly what it looked like. And you put this down here, Joe and Dana yell a lot. This is really Why your everyone... issue, so I want you to take this. <laughs> everyone was yelling into the microphone. <laughs> I get, I get that there are people excited around them about the broadcast, but perhaps. They could either turn up the juice on the microphone, find a nice quiet booth to interview each other in, or just do something to where they're not having to rapidly adjust their volume to their own ears, and it just ends up sounding like Dana screaming into a microphone about how excited he is about the Ultimate Fighter. I just love how this mad goes you back got to their that. sound issues. Oh, I was tweeting up a storm about it. <laughs> We were doing uh, some pretty vicious tweeting. Yeah, thank you, um, Joe and Dana, for your... And can we please, like, why do they have to go with the TGI Friday's standard uniforms? Why is everyone wearing black? (laughs) Can't we just get a mix of their own personal color in there? Just a gray, maybe? A little blue? I wonder if that was a note (sighs) Dana did. Is like, hey, none of you assholes better wear anything other than black. Only pussies and gingers wear <laughs> colors. We wear black on this production. Uh, I don't know why he has a Western accent. I don't either, but, but I love having two meetings. He does. <laughs> it's uh, it's worth listening for. So speaking we're, of worth listening well, for, when we transitioned to the Fox broadcast, it was hard to do that. Yeah, that's actually when they made the official announcement. They were like, due to sound issues, you can't hear our guys in the booth. This is my impression of uh, the transition to Fox. What? We? And what? We are on Fox. And scene. Nailed it. That that might be your best one yet. That's uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, we missed all of Chael's rhyming anecdotes as he <laughs> went into the fight. And uh, what a start it was. <laughs> Ricardo Lamas. I'm sorry. I just taking on Eric Coke. Chael getting really sad and told by a production assistant that they're not going to allow him to read his poem that he read. Chael, Chael, we missed that diddly-widly <laughs> rhyme you did. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm never going to get to use that again. I stayed up all oh, night damn to it. write this. Yeah. Uh, he probably um, he probably did. Yep. So vicious elbow. We see Lamas take over Coach. That was a. Uh, it's Coke. It's so hard to figure out. Eric, mm. come on, Eric, help us out with the uh, KFC. <laughs> so big, big opening knockout, which I really enjoyed. Lamas was even trending on Twitter for a second, which is yep. always good. Yep. Uh, fun fight. I appreciated when uh, Lorenzo Lamas' brother won. 
I thought that was pretty good. And I thought, uh, you know, Joe called it one of the nastiest uh, cuts he saw happen so quickly. It was pretty deep. Yeah. It was uh, deep and vicious. It just happened so fast. That was amazing about it. Yeah. Uh, Quick check-in with Dana before we go to the next one. So they might have done like 29 check-ins with Dana, but this one was the most significant because we found out the extent of Dana and Joe Rogan's love for one another. That was weird. Which is that, like, Joe prefaces by being like, You guys don't know this, but at 2 a.m., Dana and I will exchange text messages and angry phone calls because we love fight so much. <laughs> so your 2 a.m. call buddy is Dana White. That's who you're... Joe, can you imagine those conversations, by the way? Actually, Just we like, had a few people tweet some at us. Uh, yeah, people were, we were pretty sure. 2 a.m. Uh, Dana White conversations. <laughs> and that's a hashtag I really want to see go. Uh, this is one from Randy Wilder. Uh, Joe, OMG, Dana, those fights were awesome. So this is weed. Dana, Joe, calm down and let's just talk about the fights. Oh, that was pretty funny. That's Good probably job, how they all start, too. It's like, uh, oh, I'm on this new weed called Hindu Butt Mountain. It will really <laughs> do things to you. Dana's just mountain. like, I've been beating up hookers in a high-priced hotel room in Tokyo for six hours. <laughs> Let's and, work uh, it out. And scene. <laughs> Showtime and scene. Pettis. Um, I believe I called this on our last fight. You were, I think you were a fan of the Cowboys Cerrone. You might have changed your remember. mind halfway through the picks, but I remember you enjoy. Yeah, we both like uh, the Cowboy, but man, Pettis deserves a title shot, right? That's what this, that's what this means? Yes. He and just, also, he was asking for... Was he asking for it? Yeah, I think he was asking for the birthday gift. Yeah, he wanted the uh, birthday bonus. This is something I talked about on on Twitter, and I don't know what your feelings are, but I know whenever I organize something for my birthday, it's hard enough getting people together for a dinner, let alone a fight. (laughs) Yeah, but I do feel like people would be more apt to, uh, at least you don't have to worry about it, right? That way you don't have to plan anything. People are like, hey, what do you want to do for your birthday? So I got to fight. I'm going to be in Chicago rocking it out, so... That's kind of the way that goes. And probably a good way to get gifts, you know, if you are giving them something. It's like, ooh, I got you this knee brace because I saw what happened. Happy birthday. I also just like that he asked for a birthday bonus. I'd have given it to him. Uh, by far, I one of my – that was my favorite fight of the night, Pettis and uh, okay. Cowboy. Just that was a good fight. They're, man, they're, they're both such uh, promising, promising fighters in that division. But Pettis, Pettis is the last guy to knock Henderson out. I might be making that up. I know he did knock Henderson out. And I want to see Pettis, because Pettis is the exact opposite of Benson Henderson, right? Because he finishes fights. Yeah. And yeah. It just, that's what it looks like he wants to do. It looks like he just wants to knock you out. You want to go to the ground, yep. he's got enough ground game to get up, and then he's going to just try and knock you out. Yep. And I I really want to see, but I don't think Benson Henderson is going to keep a toothpick in his mouth for that one. <laughs> might end up in someone else, in his other cheek if he's not careful. Yeah, Pettis. Ugh. Wow. Showtime indeed. That was a battle of the uh, awesome tattoos. Yes. So Rampage Rampage retired after the fight. Technically, he had called his retirement. But man, he looked like he uh, he was halfway through on his way to work today. And he was like, uh, you think I could call in sick? You think I could just call <laughs> and say I don't feel well? Get Dane on the <laughs> phone. I... Yeah. That is pretty funny. I wonder if you can call in sick like that. 
There, there, I uh, mean, fighters do get sick occasionally, but normally the yeah. like, doctor has to send them home before they won't fight. Right. Man, I just that wondered was if bad. anybody like sends Dana a note that's like, my doctor gave me a note. Yeah. <laughs> fight. Sorry. I've got some uh, No, the thing I thought that was funny about this Rampage fight, and uh, I want to uh, have a new coin for a new segment called uh, Cameo of the Night. Cameo of the Night goes to Rampage. Uh, because he really did just show up just to make an appearance, is what it looked like. He there, looked like he was not at all in that fight. He yeah, was bad fight for sticking. Rampage. And I mean, uh, props to his his ability to stick in there. He does have a hard chin. Like he really does have a good ability to stick in most fights, unless you're trying to submit him and he just doesn't know what that is. <laughs> but like he really sticks it out, and I I can acknowledge that. But he just looked like he was dreaming about. A craft services table at a movie set. He just looked somewhere else, man. Possibly a team two. That's me willing another a team two. I want another a team movie. I love the first <laughs> one. I thought it was great. Yeah, he's he's ready. And even then, it looked like he got pissed off enough that he almost won the fight. I, I still think he's a. Um, I think he's a better fighter than than Teixeira, but I don't know. Goodbye, Rampage. I guess we're probably ready to see him go, though. Uh, one good thing that came out of the fights last night, we really both enjoyed the picture-in-picture during the fights. Yeah, I thought that was a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so keep uh, keep improving. We like it, UFC. Finally, fight of the evening. Well, at least it was supposed to be Dodgson versus Johnson. What did you think? I thought it was actually a good fight it's just i think people need a while to get used to people who are tiny and who when they punch can punch today's end and they get knocked down but they get right back up and as you mentioned they essentially fought what i like to think as the closest you'll ever see to humans fighting like cats yeah i i still it's kind of just gets super boring they don't, even this fight is just, um, there were moments towards the end of the fight that they started to look like actual fighters and get a little tired and punch each other. <laughs> they look like real-sized humans for a did minute. Did we have a single close moment where the fight almost ended? They had a couple. Mm. Uh, I thought, <laughs> from the exasperated part of your voice, I can tell not so much on your end. But they did have a couple moments where I thought uh, Dotson put a good work amount of work in where he could have finished the fight in the second round, maybe a little bit in the third, but I also thought the fight could have been stopped once you essentially had Johnson hitting those vicious knees. Yeah, Johnson was uh, throwing the knees despite Dodson trying to um, avoid them by touching the ground, yep. which gets us to the illegal hit part of the evening. Yes. He had a few. He had the groin shot. But for people that watch MMA or just casually watch MMA, one of the things that you'll notice, and we're starting to see this more as game plans develop, you can't punch and kick them in the head when they're making contact with the ground. So he was just putting his hand down to see if he could remove that possibility, and Johnson kind of hit him in the face with a knee while his hand was touching the ground. You've seen uh, Jones did it a lot. Jones does it, like fighters that are trying to just be a little smarter. And uh, nearly cost him. And it's always funny to see... Uh, you said this is a stupid rule. I just... I, I think it's a weird rule. Yeah, it is weird. That all of a sudden they're like, Hey, look, feel free to kick him in the face. 
but not if they're touching the ground, guys. Like, then move it to his body like a gentleman. <laughs> I, it's a weird... They just, you know, they're struggling. I'm sure there's reason behind it, but maybe they should revisit some of the... The only thing that stuff. it looks like to me is it always looks like something uh, that the, like, comic relief guy does in a movie where he's like, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? And he puts on glasses, and he's like, look, I'm touching the floor. You wouldn't hit a man touching the floor, would you? Like, it just looks so weird. But then it's like, oh, my hand's raised. Yep, knee me in the face. Totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get uh, It is kind of cowboyish in that. But it's, uh, you wouldn't shoot a... I just watched uh, the Tarantino movie, too. So I'm it's quite good. On these. All right. You and I have been, uh, you know, really looking for some competition in the podcast world. Yeah. We're certainly not getting it from the UFC. Uh, we're owning those yeah. guys. ESPN isn't ready for our comedic timing, and they're certainly not ready for our creative prowess. I think that's. Uh, I think to that's be fair, sometimes I'm, I'm not sure we're ready for our own comic timing. But you know what? <laughs> How do you prepare for exactly. it, though, Raph? That's the only thing I would say. So, in that vein, you have uh, you have something you'd like to say? Yes, I do. So here's the deal. Um, I've learned a lot uh, over the years. Uh, from things like rap music and uh, pro wrestling, which is you basically just call out whoever you want. And if there's one thing I'm definitely seeing in the UFC now, it's that you literally can just call your way to a title shot or to a fight that you want. Rory McDonald, you've got fucking, who is it? Somebody just did it uh, yesterday. You had Pettis. Yeah, they're now it's, doing it. It's becoming a thing. I mean, John well, Jones Pettis got is just called out many. by John Chael Jones. And, it got it got Chael Sonnen to host Tough. Yes. I mean, that's so. Here's what I'm saying. I would like to to call out somebody. I would like to call out the co-main event podcast. Now they do a Sons wonderfully fine podcast. If you're into that sort of thing, exactly. So here's my thing. Uh, it's run by two guys, Chad Dundas and uh, Ben Folks. Chad, I really don't have that much beef with you, so whatever. I do. Oh, Kevin has taken up the beef with Chad. That is excellent. Yeah, My beef Chad, is with get Ben Get an adult's Folks. name, first of all. <laughs> get a, get an Second name. of all, then we'll talk. What a, a solid diss. This is really working well for us. But here's the thing, Ben Folks. <laughs> you may write as a professional journalist... You may have a podcast. So what? We're better than you. I hope you know that. Boom. And we know we're better than you. So consider yourself on our radar, co You guys are on notice. Podcast. I hope you guys know this. This shit is coming down. I hope you have a frown. Is that what Chels does? This, yeah, you, this is what you do? better get yourself ready. Uh, better be feeling steady before. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on our rhyming. You know what I mean? This is perfect. We the will the shit time. out of you, Ben, folks. <laughs> uh, wrapping up some final topics before we do a rapid fire UFC 156 prediction. Did you see Bellator 86? Great fights the other night. You know, I, I haven't. It's uh, it's still on my DVR. So that is a definitive no. You did not watch Bellator 86. Hey, you listen here. I don't want to ruin any of Bellator 1 through 85, so just, you know, give me some time, man. <laughs> That's the Okay, sorry. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to spoiler alert the first 85 Dude, events that are also spoilers. on your DVR. 
Huh. One of these days, you're gonna catch a fight. No, I saw the bloodiest fight I've ever seen. It got stopped via referee stoppage. Oh yeah. my gosh! Look up the highlights to Bellator '86, people. It was on Cage Potatoes, like a just bone crushing. He essentially shut this guy's whole face down. It was disturbing. Um, yeah. So be uh, be on the lookout. More Bellator to come. We might actually have to start covering those. They're uh, they're pretty great, but you know, for now. Let's move on to UFC 156. Do a little rapid fire production. I put together some of the uh, top <laughs> fights. Are you uh, ready to do this quick style? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay, Joseph Benavides versus Ian Uncle Creepy McCall. That's his nickname. I can't go for anybody who's actually named Uncle Creepy. Yeah, Ian McCall has this really cool modern hair thing, and I just want to see more of him. So I'm going for uh, Uncle Creepy. Nice. All right, John Fitch versus Demian Maya. I'm very excited for this fight, but I feel I know where you're going on this. Fitch. Yeah. Yeah, I can't pronounce the other your man guy's last name. Him, right? Oh, yeah, I love me some John Fitch. Plus, we both, we're both beardsmen, which is a big part of it. You know, you wouldn't understand, Raph, but when we... Uh, the way beardsmen? We both have, yeah, we have nice beards. Both As in you have fake girlfriends? I don't understand what you're talking about here. No, 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 like actual beards. Oh, wait, you're talking about the fact that my beard is infinitely superior to yours? Mine's uh, lumberjack style right now. Yours is lumberjack style? You know what mine is? Classic, because no one else can replicate it. Yeah. Classic. (laughs) Rev is very unique facial hair. Alistar the Ream Overream. What a shitty nickname. Versus (laughs) Antonio Bigfoot Silva, who does have a pretty cool nickname, because Bigfoot's (laughs) a big one. Uh, I'm going for Bigfoot. Well, Kevin, the Kevin Phillips. (laughs) Kevin Lips Phillips. I don't want to go for Reem, but I have to. Yeah, you kind of do. Sugar Rashad Evans. This is going to be a good fight. Sugar Rashad Evans versus Antonio Roguero Noguera. (laughs) Uh, I'm going Nog, but I... I don't know if I can back that up. I just want to root for him. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's said a word since he joined the UFC. Um, <laughs> conversely, Sugar Rashad never stops talking. I'm going to go for uh, Rashad because I feel like we're we're at the end of his career and I want to see him do something else. And Snap. I'd really like him to uh, get back in there against Jones. I think that might be okay. a possible fight. I don't know. We'll That's see. That's fair. Uh, finally, Jose Junior Aldo versus Frankie the Answer Edgar. This is tough, because this is Frankie's, you know, big switch down a weight. Oh, you think this is tough? I I mean, I want to root for him, but I mean, the biggest thing against him is probably get the, the cut down. Oh, I disagree. I mean, it's 10 pounds. Like, for a guy that didn't cut beforehand, I don't think 10 pounds is actually going to be a big deal for him. I'm, I'm going with the answer. I think he's going to I mean, win in stunning fashion. That's fine. I didn't say I'm not going for him. I'm just saying... <laughs> That's going to be a fucking rough thing to do. But quit yeah, cheering against I'll, Frankie. I'll go with Frankie. All right. What's that? I said quit cheering against Frankie. Plus, the answer <laughs> is still, like, the coolest. Uh, it's a little bit of an Iverson theft, but, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's fine. I've got some shout-outs to make. i got some people to thank. Well, first of all, let's uh, thank the Twitter community. You and I are both yeah. having a ton of fun with the different people we interact with on Twitter and uh, during the fights and during Tough Lives. So we're going to keep getting better at that. We're going to keep getting better at the mentions. 
Um, and you know, where else, certainly not over at the co-main event podcast, can you get a personal shout out when you listen to the show? Um, a guy I roll with, Rob Acree, I want to thank you for, uh, listening to a little bit of the podcast. Um, we've got some, go check out BJJ Finder, by the way. Yeah. That's a great, great website. Yeah, it'll. It's a great. It, finally, people like that study MMA, look for MMA when you travel and business year round. Go to BJJ Finder, plug in gyms that you already know about, search for ones you don't. It's really easy, and they also uh, there's a good iPhone app coming that I've seen in their their development nice. labs. So please head over to BJJ Finder. No stalling with Andrew Correa, who's also my instructor, leads over there at BJJ and MMA Academy out in Chantilly. Um, we actually really want to thank Andrew. He's actually been giving us some uh, website advice as well. He has some experience. He has just a million years experience refereeing MMA and in the fight game. So he's helping us out with some things, which we really appreciate. And still don't know why you're doing it, but we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. We, I guess it's just uh, it's feeling nice. It's feeling generous. And we really appreciate the uh, live tweeting help whenever we We have. are some dumb people. <laughs> we'll take it. Thanks. Oh, man. he knows. We roll together frequently. He's very aware of my inadequacies. Yeah, but I mean, that's the difference. I mean, you have hundreds of thousands of inadequacies. I don't even know. I've never met. That's true. But, so, uh, but, uh, oh, time. I will say this, though. Uh, Andrew, if you wouldn't mind beating Kevin up for me over there, it'd be <laughs> greatly appreciated. Stay away from my wrists. He's a master <laughs> of wrist locks, and it's the worst because he'll let you like take his back, and then all of a sudden you can't feel your right hand. And you're like, damn it! <laughs> damn it! Uh, part of the learning process. Yeah, we also got some tweets from Master Wilson, Aswaldo Fada, which is uh, of our lineage, which we always appreciate. That That does it for mine. Um, oh, No Concept Jiu-Jitsu, also one of uh, the schools out here in Maryland that's great. And uh, Andrew, it's his first black belt that runs that school. So uh, good guys, great program, and they're always posting really cool stuff on social media as well, which we appreciate. And as you've noticed, we will send out and reciprocate. So uh, you have any shout-outs? Does that do it for you? I'm done. I'm done. That's my 17 minutes of shout-outs. I'm done. You sound like a rapper at the Source Awards. Well, people have called me the P. Diddy of podcasting for MMA. Uh, it's a pretty it's common... It's no longer funny. <laughs> I have deemed it no longer funny now. Disagree. I can't believe he <laughs> called himself the P. Diddy of fighting. <sighs> <laughs> you are the P. Diddy of this podcast. I'll give you that. <laughs> there we go. Well, I'll take it. That's fine. Uh, now, um, you know, I'm going to make, uh, my, uh, my shout out significant. I'm going to do it to just one person and it is to John Evans, our instructor over at Valley Martial Arts Center here in North Hollywood. John is a wonderfully awesome guy and, uh, he hosts a podcast slash video cast called KTFO podcast. Look it up. Very nice and entertaining. And I know we don't always give acknowledgments to other podcasts cause that seems stupid, Yeah, but this guy's quality, it's very funny and loose and light, the kind of thing that we like not like co-main event. You hear that? <laughs> not the opposite of co-main event. Uh, we would never co a main event, if you get what I'm That's saying. Right. <laughs> you can't even be the main event. That's not even the main event. They're the, um, they're the rampage of this <laughs> UFC on Fox 6. That does it for us. This is Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and a good fight.